Viewers, welcome back to a super sleepy episode of Electric Leftovers. Uh, did I say welcome back? I probably said welcome back. Welcome back to Electric Leftovers. Welcome to a new super sleepy episode. I, my dear good friends and neighbors, have been working like a dog the last couple days. Um, quitting my job. Got a week and a half to go. Uh, starting new job. The way the timing worked out, I had to start the training on the new job while I'm still working the old job. Um, I worked 11 hours yesterday. I worked 10 hours today. I think I only have to work like 8 or 9 tomorrow. Only. Uh, we'll see. Um, should be great, though. I mean, it's gonna give me more time to work on more stuff. More time off. Uh, more consistent time off, so you can expect more and better things, which I like. I like having the time, you know. It's, it's good to have it. To, to be able to use it in a constructive way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I could do more videos and things like that. More projects with Ragnats and Scarlet and Jade and everybody. Which I'm looking forward to. It's been a while since I've got to do anything with Jade or with Ragnat, so... Yeah. And doing stuff with Scarlet's always fun. I mean, we pick on the guy. But he's... You know... When when you get right down to it, he's still just a man in, in girl pants. Doing a great job on Dead Space 2, though. Yeah, just stop talking. I know it's too late now. Stop talking over the cutscenes. You didn't turn on the subtitles. Ugh. Anyway... What do we got going on today? Today, over at Ye Oldie website, new, new stuff. Uh, new Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, new Dust, new Killer7, new Batten Kaitos, new Treasure Hunter G, and, you've probably seen it by now, uh, Scarlet has picked for us for the monthly in the month of September games we played when we were younger people but never finished. And I have got the first episode of my playthrough of Rygar for the NES uploaded. Pretty good stuff, I don't mind telling you. Oh, well, hopefully it's good stuff. Hope you like it. Hope you enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's an enjoyable game. To be sure. Hopefully the, the Let's Play is enjoyable. You never can tell. Uh, over... At the forums, Scarlet has got the playlist for the Low Bias Monthly from August all put together. Um, some of us are putting our games on the site, some of us aren't. Um, like if it's a one-off kind of thing, I guess everybody else is just putting theirs in the forums. I think myself it should be on the site, but they do what they want. It's less work for me if they don't want that way, which I am fine with. Um, but Scarlet has put everything together in a playlist so you can watch the entire August monthly, all at once. Um, yeah. Talk about some other stuff. Oh, oh, this is good and interesting. And I'm going to bring this up now um, so I don't forget later. There was a website many, many years ago that I loved going to. You've heard some music from the website in a lot of my videos and on, and maybe even in this podcast here and there. Um, a website that was dedicated to chiptune music called 8-Bit Collective. Absolutely great website. It's gone. It's been gone for years. I don't know what happened to it. Um, it's just, yeah. Thanks to the magic and the joys of archiving, though, I have got on my hard drive right now, I've got this handy-dandy little folder. And in it, let me let me do a select all here because I don't want to mislead you. Even though I'm fairly certain I know how much is in here. Oh wow, that's going to take a while. 4,017 MP3s coming in at a total of 18.4 gigs. I have 18.4 gigs of music from the 8-Bit Collective. And... If I could get it all up on the website, absolutely I would. Um, I cannot, unfortunately. But we're going to hear... Um, now and then. 
We're still kind of working on the Mega Man 2 thing, uh, just to kind of celebrate Jade's plan of the, the Legacy Edition, so Mega Man 2 is the next game we're going to have. But I'm going to sneak in. You know, maybe an episode this week I'll have 8-bit collective music, and an episode later we'll have something else, and you know, kind of things like that. Um, what I would like to do, and if you guys are interested in this at all, and you got to let me know, I will take this 18 gigs... And I will get a Dropbox account or something. And I will split it up by titles, like all the A's, all the B's, all the C's, whatever. And I will upload it so you guys can get to these MP3s. Because um, they're just, they're gone. They're, they're not anywhere else. So if you want to do that, let me know. I would be happy to put the time into that. Because there is some really, really, really great music. And, and I need to dig through this and find some pretty good stuff. Um, just to give you an example. But you will hear it in today's show. So, speaking of today's show, let's move on to it. This is the one time only news of the weird theme song. Our lead story. Barnyard Theater. That's enough of that. British director Missouri Williams. I'm going to say that again. British director Missouri Williams brought an adaptation of Shakespeare's King Lear to the London Courtyard Art Facility in August for a one-week run centered on a human actor struggling to stage the play using only sheep. The pivotal character, Lear's daughter Cordelia, famously withholds a flattering Lear, thus foregoing inheriting the kingdom, and her silence forever tortures Lear, and of course, silence is something sheep pull off well. Actor Alasdir Saxena admitted there was an element of unpredictability with the sheep, but lauded their punctuality, calmness, and lack of fee demands. Williams promised another courtyard run for King Lear with sheep in the fall. 
Suspicions confirmed, ladies and gentlemen. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in Alexandria, Virginia has an award-winning telework program allowing patent examiners flexible schedules leading half of the 8,300 to work at home full-time despite a 2014 Washington Post report on employees gaming the system. In August, the agency's inspector general exposed several of the most ridiculous cases of slacking off, including one examiner who was paid for at least 18 weeks' work last year that he did not perform and that his manager did not notice. The examiner, who had been issued nine poor performance warnings since 2012 and who had flaunted his carefree workday to co-workers for years, abruptly resigned two hours before a meeting on the charge and thus left with a clean professional record, wrote the Post. Quote, it's a startling example of a culture that's maddening. Bright ideas, ladies and gentlemen. Always coming at you. Only China and Iran execute more prisoners, but Saudi Arabia also has a soft side for jihadists. Saudis, who defy a ban on leaving the country to fight, usually against the common enemy, Syria's Bashar al-Assad, are, if they return, imprisoned at a maximum security facility in Riyadh. Riyadh? Riyadh, I think that one's Riyadh. Uh, but with liberal short vacations at family house, hotel quality quarters with good food, playgrounds for children, and other privileges, quote, uh, monitored through guest satisfaction surveys. Returning jihadists also have access to education and psychologists and receive the equivalent of $530 a month with ATM privileges. The purpose is to persuade the warriors not to return to the battlefield once released, and officials estimate the program is about 85% effective. Hey, well, not a bad idea then. Highly, highly, highly committed people. People so committed, they ought to be committed. Impersonating a police officer in a traffic stop is not uncommon, but Logan Shawless, 19, was apparently so judgment-impaired on May 30th that he set up his own elaborate DUI checkpoint on Route 601 near Somerset, Pennsylvania, complete with road flares demanding license, registration, and insurance from driver after driver. The irony of the inebriated Shawless judging motorist sobriety was short-lived as real troopers soon arrived and arrested him on DUI, among other charges. And a woman identified only as Zhang, age 39, was finally imprisoned in August in Urumqi, China, 10 years after he was convicted of corruption, availing herself of a traditional probation option in Chinese law for expectant mothers. Zhang had remained free by getting herself pregnant and proving it 14 times during the 10 years, although only some of the fetuses were carried to term. New Hampshire Blues. The president of the University of New Hampshire publicly complained in July about the bias-free language guide posted on the school's website since, he said, it denounces use of such words as Americans, as insensitive to South America, seniors, better to go with people of advanced age, rich, should be person of material wealth, and poor, changed to person who lacks advantages that others have. One state senator mockingly suggested changing the state's live free or die motto to live free but upset no one. Uh, That state senator, most likely a Republican. Tough love, ladies and gentlemen, in New Hampshire. Sexual assault is clearly punishable in New Hampshire by prison time, but pending legislation assumes prison is not enough. By House Bill 212, anyone who commits sexual assault while out hunting or fishing will also have his hunting or fishing license revoked. That'll teach him. The Americanization of China, ladies and gentlemen. We're saying that a lot today. After five students drowned while swimming in a reservoir in China's Yunnan province, parents of two of them sued the reservoir's management company, complaining that it should have posted signs or barricades or, even better, guards to keep kids from frolicking in the dangerous waters. According to an August report, the management company has now countersued the parents, demanding compensation for the additional water treatment measures it was forced to undertake because the reservoir had been polluted by their children's corpses. Now, I know this has been on your mind a lot lately, and we're going to talk about it today. Adventures, dear viewers, Volume 1. Adventures in Turtle Sex. 
A female Yangtze giant softshell turtle, believed to be the last female of her species, was artificially inseminated in May at Shaozhou Zoo in China through the efforts of animal fertility experts from around the world. She's thought to be more than 100 years old and was at la- the and was the last male to romance her, although the courtship produced only unfertilized eggs. What? Oh, as was the last male. Sorry formatting weirdness there. Uh, Volume 2. That's right. It's a multi-part series. The Times of London reported in July that a Briton familia Horner seeking her escaped tortoise Boris, even though, as they say, he couldn't have gone far, found tortoise porn on YouTube, mostly mating sounds to play in the yard and lure him back. A tortoise expert told the Times, they make quite a lot of noise. We can hear them groaning for miles. Recurring theme, ladies and gentlemen. Wrong place, wrong time. Late one night in July, police in Phoenix were chasing a speeding truck whose driver eventually lost control and careened into a house near Mulberry Drive. As officers were checking for victims, turned out that no one was home, they discovered a large quantity of suspected marijuana and opened an investigation of the super unlucky residents. Oh, that's bad news. And the right place at the right time, Shane Peters cherished 24. 20- in 2004, excuse me, Dodge Durango broke down on the road in Livingston, Texas in June, but before he could return to tow it, a thief hauled it away. About a month later, Peter's wife spotted the familiar Durango in town and with the help of police, got it back with, courtesy of the thief, a newly repaired drive shaft and three new wheels, and the thief's drug supply. But police sees that. An update, ladies and gentlemen, Always nice to know things are getting better for people we talk about, or maybe worse. The Michigan legislature and the State Court of Appeals, as news of the weird reported in December, have, for some reason, given its concealed carry gun licenses the additional right of openly carrying weapons on school grounds. And in August, a judge in Janice County upheld that interpretation. Asked a lawyer preparing to appeal the decision, If I'm a principal and see someone walking into my building with a gun, what am I supposed to do? He should, he said, declare a lockdown and call the police. However, the open carry uh, parent who had been denied access to the school said the court ruling in his favor was just common sense. The Aristocrats. Friends, friends, friends. Number one in the news, Fukuoka Prefectural Police arrested two officials at a video company in June along with three actresses him in the making of videos on the three of the three seated on the floor of trains of the Nishi and Nippon Railroad and urinating. Police said they were acting on complaints of DVD customers who, after all, had selected the discs from the video company's inappropriate urination category, but nonetheless complained to the railroad. And going way back in time to 2009, the human brain's 100 billion neurons may have such specific functions that a few electrically charge upon only upon recognition of a single celebrity, such as Oprah Winfrey or Bill Clinton. UCLA researchers studying the healthy cells of pre-op epilepsy patients inadvertently discovered this property, which apparently varies with individuals but remains internally consistent recognizing the celebrity's name, picture, or sound. Patients were presented hundreds of stimuli, one researcher told the Wall Street Journal in October, but the neuron would respond to only one or two. For example, neurons were found that reacted only to Jennifer Aniston, only to Mother Teresa, only to characters on The Simpsons. And oddly enough, we made it through another week without talking about Florida. My goodness. What is going on in the world today?
needed a review today, so I asked. I said, give me a game. Give me a video game. Any video game. I need to do a review. And the game I was given was Super Mario Kart. So I'm looking at some reviews from Super Mario Kart. Would you believe... We got a bunch of 9s and 10s. That makes sense. And this is the Super Nintendo Super Mario Kart. 9s and 10s. Got some 7s and 8s. There's a 3. Hmm. There's a 6. Oh, dear. There's a 4. There's another 3. So, I'm I'm going to take the first 3. The first 3 out of 10. Um because it's from a friend of ours don't you love it when we have like recurring reviewers for these um i will give you the other two the two i'm gonna pass up the four out of ten and the three out of ten the four out of ten better stick with mario kart 64 and later games from snowboarder nine and the other three of the ten are three of ten a cult classic only with nostalgia glasses on says the underrated gamer now that one was going to be the one I was going to go with. But then I saw the other 3 of 10. Let's just do this. What can I say? The series have really evolved after this game. A Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart review by Xylo the Wolf. You remember Xylo the Wolf? Sure you do. Anyway. If you don't remember him specifically, um... I'm gonna tell you, he. I'm just gonna give you this. 250 reviews contributed. We've looked at at least one of his. Um, I'm gonna try and find it really quick. Should not be hard. Well, maybe it will be. All over the place here. <gasps> oh dear. I can't find it. We'll have to go back. If anybody remembers um, what the other Xylo the Wolf review we did was, uh, let me know. Because I'm very... I'm looking at this huge list. 250 games. And nothing is nothing is coming out at me. He did Atari games and he gave most of them really bad scores. Anyway, anyway. Xylo the Wolf. Here we go. You will remember this. Um the other of you might come to mind as we are reading this out loud. What can I say? The series have really evolved after this game. Nintendo are known to make one really good game, and then all of a sudden it's a series that got to have at least one game on each system. They are also known to throw Mario into any kind of game and make a lot of money on it, because many will buy anything that got Mario in it. Why else would we have a thousand different sport games with just Mario in the title? I agree that some of them can be very fun to play for a while, but they usually have nothing to do with the sport. I have been wrong before, so I might be wrong about this too, but I think the trend with adding Mario to sport games started with this racing game. It's also one of the most copied game formula that exist. Not only have Nintendo made a few sequels, but without this game we would have never seen Diddy Kong Racing, Crash Team Racing, Speed Freaks, Chocobo Racing, or any other kart games on the PSX, including one with the Muppets and another one with Disney's Chip and Dale. The first thing you do on the title screen is to choose if you want to play alone or with a friend. I haven't tried it myself, but I think you can unlock everything no matter how many players you are. After that, you select what kind of game mode you want to play. I will explain them all later. Finally, you choose which difficulty you want to play, and the game also goes faster depending on which difficulty you choose. When you are done, the game asks if you are sure that you want to play with these settings, and then you do the most important choice in the game to pick a character. There are a total of eight different characters in this game. However, there could have, could just have been four. Each character have a clone that's almost identical in every status. I think the reason behind this is because two players can't be the same character, so to avoid that, two players would fight over who was first to select Koopa Troopa 
everyone loves him, they made Toad almost identical. Koopa Troopa and Toad are best when it comes to cornering and acceleration, but they got the lowest top speed. Despite their low max speed, they are the two fan favorites, and also the perfect choice for beginners. Princess Peach and Yoshi are another clone pair. They both got great acceleration and max speed, but they are much more difficult to control because their cornering aren't as good. As you would expect, the two Mario brothers, Mario and Luigi, are two clones when it comes to good all-around driving. They aren't bad in anything, but are not great in anything either, which also makes them a as good rookie characters. The last two are Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. And just like what anyone can figure out, these two are the two heaviest guys with the best, best max speed, but are the most challenging control to control, which makes them the best for advanced players. The gameplay in Super Mario Kart is really easy to explain. There are a total of four different cups, with each contains five different stages. You face the seven other racers on a stage, and the goal is to have the lead when you have raced five laps. If you finish first, you get nine points, second gives you six, third gives you three, and fourth only gives you one. If you can't even be in the better half, you will lose on life and have to play through the stage again. When you have cleared the fifth stage on each cup, you can get a medal if you ended up in the top three. Besides from only trusting your racing skills, you can drive over squares marked with question signs to get a power-up that you can use. It can either be two coins, a turbo mushroom, a jump feather, a star man, a banana peel, or a green slash red shell, or even a lightning, but these are rare. In almost every stage, you can only get one power-up each lap, and since the power-up is completely random, it won't be the reason if you finish first or not. No, in order to win, you need to learn how to drive on each stage. As I said before, there are many different modes in this game. First of all, there's Mario Kart GP, which is the only mode where you face CPU players. If you play alone, then you can also select the time trial mode, where you are all alone on a stage and your opponent is the clock. This mode can also be used as a practice mode. If you play with a friend, there's also the match race mode, where the two players face each other in a race without CPU racers. Finally, two players can also battle each other in a battle mode where you have to pick up pick up power-ups and use them on the other player. The first player that hits the other three times wins. I know many will see this review and freak out of the review. Well, there are many things that I didn't like with this game. First of all is the simple graphic. I under... Excuse me? First of all is the simple graphic. I understand that SNES is an old system and that this was impressive when it came out, but look at the stages. They are so flat, with next to no backgrounds at all. F-Zero was a launch title for the SNES, and it looks much better. I want some background that makes it feel like I'm driving in the Mushroom Kingdom. If the stages are looking this boring, then it's not so fun to play. Second of all, there's almost no speed at all in this game. It's a lot more important to be able to take the turns in this game. This would be fine if the control didn't make the carts really hard to control. I know that some, after much playing, manages to get into it and handles the turns without any trouble at all, but that takes a lot of time. I mean, how much sense does it make that you have to use a jump button in almost every corner in order to be good in this racing game? And finally, it's the unfair difficulty. Let's say that you know how you are supposed to drive in the stage and takes the first place. In the next stage, you start as number one, and if you are good with the turbo start, the CPU will never bother you again. While it's next to impossible to get back to at the top if you once during a race are in the last place. To make it even more worse is that the CPU don't get the same power-ups as you. No, they got a unique one depending on which character it's. Worst are the two Mario brothers who can at any time get a Starman. Why can't I get any special power-ups? But that's not enough. A lot of the heavy characters can also push the lighter character way too far. I don't know how many times it happened that I feel out of the stage. And just when I got back on the track, either Bowser or Donkey Kong Jr. rammed me, and once again I flew out of the stage and was now dead last, with zero chance to get a good place. If you want to get a gold medal on a cup, you almost have to drive flawless, and this is on the medium difficulty, not the hard one. I have to admit that I it was Mario Kart 64 that made me interested in the series in the first place, which might explain why I don't like the difficulty. It's no secret that most of the other games in the series are ridiculously easy, but I really think it's unfair, and the Mario Kart series is all about easy, fun gameplay that anyone can enjoy. Super Mario Kart, on the other hand, focus on the hardcore players, and personally, I think F-Zero on the same system is a much better option than... 
I can understand why some still consider this to be the best in the series, but to me the challenge doesn't make up for the fact that this game isn't as fun to play as the others, even if it's the most fair one if you want to just face you friends and don't play with the unfair and cheating CPU. Whew! What can I say? The series have really evolved after this game. A Super Mario Kart review by Xylo the Wolf. Uh... Much too... I mean, I'm sure you were thinking this. I was thinking this. But I'm looking down here at the bottom of the page. And this was... It says, Game Release Super Mario Kart EU. Europe. 121.93. So I'm kind of guessing... Maybe English, not Xylo the Wolf's... You know? ESL, maybe? Um... I'm, I'm looking again at his list. And... I'm still not seeing what it was I would have picked up on. <clears throat> but I am seeing things that, yeah. Shining Force. This is the game I got my account name from. 7 out of 10. We might have to do that one next time. Who knows? Uh, let's, let's start. We got a lot to go over here. Nintendo are known to make one really good game, and then all of a sudden it's a series they got to have at least one game on each system. That's a sentence. Believe it or not. Punctuation dictates it, so... They are also known to throw Mario into any kind of game and make a lot of money on it, because many will buy anything that got Mario in it. It's true, many will buy anything that got Mario in it. Why else would we have a thousand different sports games with just Mario in the title? I agree that some of them can be very fun to play for a while, but they usually have nothing to do with the sport. Uh, Mario Kart, nothing to do with karts. Mario Tennis, nothing to do with tennis. Uh, Mario Golf, nothing to do with golf. I think there's a Mario Soccer, nothing to do with soccer. I have been wrong before, so I might be wrong about this too. Here's a hint, you are. But I think the trend with adding Mario to sport games started with this racing game. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on, hold on. Where's my book? Mario book. I have a Mario book. Do you have Mario book? I'll bet you don't. <sighs> so I have a Mario book. I've talked about these books before. Um, back when I resubscribed to Nintendo Power, they sent to me a pack of Nintendo Player's Guides. Uh, the NES Atlas being one of them, which I've done a Let's Play series on the NES Atlas, all the games in the Atlas. Anyway, uh, part of that was this Mario Mania book. That is the history of Mario. Cameos. Mario first appeared in a non-Mario game. And we're, we're, this includes Mario in Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros., Mario Bros. 2, Mario Bros. 3, Mario Land, Dr. Mario, Mario World. That's when this book stopped, Mario World. So, Mario Kart, not in this book, okay? Uh, we've got, starting in 1985, Mario appearing in Pinball, Mario appearing in Tennis, Mario appearing in Golf. Now, Golf, just Golf for the NES. That, actually, you do play Mario as the golfer. Uh, pinball Mario is in the bonus stages. Um, tennis Mario is the umpire. Punch-Out in 84 for the arcade and 87 for the NES. Mario was the ref. Wrecking Crew in 85. Alleyway in Game Boy um, in 89. That kind of looks like Arkanoid. Mario again being the umpire in Tennis uh, in 89. Mario showing up in a special cinema feature in Tetris for the Game Boy, uh, Golf for the Game Boy in 90, F1 Racing for the Game Boy in 91, 
Quicks for the Game Boy in 91, and Open Tournament Golf in 91 has Mario. So, yeah, you are you are wrong there, my friend. I hate to tell you that, but you are wrong. Look, even, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this, this book has Mario's friends, Starman, Yoshi, Pauline, Toad, and Princess Toadstool. This was before she was called Peach. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's also one of the most copied game formula that exists. Not only have Nintendo made a few sequels, but without this game, we would have never seen Diddy Kong Racing, Crash Team Racing, Speed Freaks, Chocobo Racing, or any other kart games on the PSX, including one with the Muppets and another one with Disney's Chip and Dale. That was one sentence. Starting with not only have Nintendo. First thing you do on the title screen is to choose if you want to play alone or with a friend. Okay. I haven't tried it myself, but I think you can unlock everything no matter how many pl- how many players you are. How many players you are is kind of a deep philosophical question. Um, there's also nothing to unlock in this game. This is before that. After you select what kind of game mode you want to play, I will explain them all later. After that, you select what kind of game mode you want to play. I want to play all the game mode. When I choose with difficulty... And the game also goes faster, depending. Uh-huh. Excuse me. As I said before, I'm very tired. Are you sure? Then you get to pick a character. Eight characters in this game. However, there could have been four. There are eight, but there could have been four. I can't quite recall. Each character have a clone. Oh, no. Almost identical. So, eh, not quite a clone. The reason they can't be the same character... Koopa Troopa, everybody loves him, and Toad are almost identical. Now, I don't play enough Mario Kart to know, but looking at this, Koopa Troopa and Toad are best when it comes to acceleration, um, but they have the lowest top speed. Despite their low max speed, they are two fan favorites. Now, I thought they were worse acceleration but better speed. For some reason, that's what it sounded like to me. Upstart DJ may have to school me on that one. Peach and Yoshi both got great acceleration and max speed. Much more difficult to control because their cornering aren't as good. Mario and Luigi aren't good at anything or bad at anything. Which makes them good for rookie characters. Bowser and Donkey Kong, two heaviest, best max speed, but are most challenging to control. Gameplay is really easy to explain. Four cups, five stages. You face seven other racers on a stage, and the goal is to have the lead when you have raced five laps. Points. You need better half, you will lose a life. Beside from only trusting your racing skills, you can drive over squares, mark the power-ups to two coins. I think it's more than two. I could be wrong. Uh, No one seems to mention that coins make you go faster. Just saying. More coins you have, the faster you go. In order to win, you need to learn how to drive. Yeah. Mario Kart GP. Uh, play alone. Time trial. Practice. Mm-hmm. You can battle each other in battle mode. I know many will see this review and freak out of the review. I did freak out of the review. I got about three quarters of it. Maybe you didn't notice. I was trying to keep it but I did freak out at the review. Many things I didn't like with this game is the simple graphic I understand that this one sentence again. First of all is the simple graphic I understand that SNES is an old system and that it was impressive when it came out, but look at the stages. They are so flat with next to no backgrounds at all. F-Zero was a launch title for the SNES, and it looks much better. I want some background that makes it feel like I'm driving in the Mushroom Kingdom. If the stages are looking this boring, that's not so fun to play. Well, I don't think F-Zero did the split-screen thing, either. Maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. Almost no speed at all in this game. It's a racing game. Um... Hold on. Hold on. Keep in mind, second of all, there's almost no speed in this game. 
Koopa Troopa and Toad got the lowest top speed. Both got great acceleration and max speed. Um, the game also goes faster depending on which difficulty you choose. So a lot of talk about speed for them to say almost no speed at all. This is also one sentence. Second of all, there's almost no speed at all in the game. It's a lot more important to be able to take the turns in this game. That's not too bad. This would be fine if the control didn't make the carts really hard to control. Okay. I know that some, after much playing, manages to get into it and handles the turn without any trouble at all, but that takes a lot of time. I mean, how much sense does it make that you have to use a jump button in almost every corner in order to be good in this racing game? Unfair difficulty. Let's say that you know how you are supposed to drive in a stage and takes the first place. Often takes the first place. In the next stage, you start as number one, and if you are good with the turbo start, the CPU will never bother you again while it's next to impossible to get back at the top if you once during a race are in the last place. Whew. CPU doesn't usually bother me. Sometimes the computer players do, but, you know. Uh, to make it even more worse is that the CPU don't get the same power-ups as you. The one time that a question mark would have been appropriate, why can't I get any special power-ups? There is a lacking question mark. But that's not enough. A lot of heavy characters can also push the lighter character way too far. The wrong two. Uh, makes sense, though. The heavier you push the lighter guy, he's gonna, you know, if Bowser tackles into Toad, Toad ain't coming out good on the end of that. Um, the doop doo, you have to drive flawless. I have to admit that I, it was. Okay, you ready for another brilliant sentence? <clears throat> I have to admit that I, it was Mario Kart 64 that made me interested in the series in the first place, which might explain why I don't like the difficulty. It's no secret that most of the other games in the series are ridiculously easy, but I really think it's unfair, and the Mario Kart series is all about easy, fun gameplay that anyone can enjoy. I have to admit that I, it was. I make, Maybe that I is not supposed to be there. That's a weird one. Super Mario Kart, on the other hand, focus on the hardcore players. And personally, I think F-Zero on the same system is a much better option than... Just then. I understand why some still consider it to be the best in the series. I don't know if I know anybody who thinks this is the best Super Mario or Mario Kart game. I'm not sure. But to me, the challenge doesn't make up for the fact that this game isn't as fun to play as the others, even if it's the most fair... Last paragraph, last sentence. Even if it's the most fair one, if you just want... To, oh, if you just want to face your prints. I should have continued reading that. Because I was distracted because just two paragraphs ago. And finally, it's the unfair difficulty, he says. Um, uh, don't play with the unfair and cheating CPU. Oh, Xylo. Xylo the wolf. Maybe you're just bad at racing games, my friend. Let's see. Did you do any other racing games? Maybe it was an arcade game we looked at. I don't remember. Uh, Dreamcast. Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood, and that one got a star. Pokemans, Castlevanias. Didn't do Double Dash. I see. Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble. Is it Game Gear? Not seeing any other racing games. Neo Geo games, NES games. Didn't do any of the other racing games you mentioned. Diablo 2 Doom. Fallout 2, Half-Life, 
Monkey Island. DDR fourth mix. Wow. Everybody needs a good DDR review. Yeah, I'm not seeing any other racing aids. Tomba! Coolio, if you don't know, did a Tomba. Didn't like Kingdom Hearts. Zylo, you just scored points with me. Star, this is only fun when I'm drunk. Five out of ten. Bioshock, Diablo three, Fallout three, Final Fantasy thirteen, Grand Theft Auto five. That's kind of racing. Metal Gear Solid four. Please don't give us an MGS five. This is the perfect ending for the series. I want to talk about that too. Um. I don't see any other racing games. He didn't even review F-Zero. Super Mario Kart, yeah. Um, a couple days ago, the poll on GameFAQs, where I get all these, was which new release are you looking forward to the most? And Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain came out as the winner of that. Um, let me see if I can actually go back and find find the actual okay which scheduled September release are you most looking forward to and got to the Phantom Pain number one Phantom Pain is something from Vagrant Story you're not allowed to use it so 9500 people 45% of the people want Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain. The second place was Super Mario Maker at 22.5%. So, 23 points ahead of the next closest competitor, Phantom Pain. Next day, very next day, got the Phantom Pain? Yes, 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 yes. No, not yet. No, I don't have any plans to get it. 9,500 people looking forward to Phantom Pain. The next day, 12,000 people don't have any plans to get it. Go look. If you don't believe me, you go to the Game Facts page, you click Poll of the Day when you're on the homepage, you know. Doop, doop, doop. Click View Results Only. Click List of All Polls. That'll take you to the list. You want to look at the polls for August 31st and September 1st of 2015. I say that now because this might be up sometime later. Who knows? Look at those and tell me if that makes any damn sense to you. 9,500 people ready and rare. They want this game. They want it now. The very next day, 3,000 more people say, I really don't care. You figure it out. I can't.
be social, boy. I'm the man. They be looking at my neck, saying it's too rough. You're loving the show, right? You want to call in, you want to be part of the show. How do you do it? Well, until I pony up for a Skype business account that you can call, or a separate phone number, like a cell phone that you can call, and I can just take the messages off of, uh, I ain't gonna do that. So here's what you gotta do. You gotta call 1-800-871-9012. You wanna dial in extension 700-491. Call that. Leave a message. I'll get it. I'll put it on the show if you want. You've heard Scarlet talk on the show. You heard Ragnats talk on the show. You could be on the show. Think about it. Fives of people could hear your voice who maybe have never heard it before. Superstar. The number again, because I know you weren't ready for it. Here, you get a pen. Open up notepad, get a pen. I'll wait. That one doesn't work. Get it. Get it. That other one. Okay, that one should be fine. Um, number one eight hundred eight seven one ninety twelve. It's easy. Just here's all you gotta do to remember it. It's eight seven one ninety twelve simple. You want to dial extension 700-491-700-491. Now read it back to me. Okay, got it. Call it. Leave me a message. Okay? All right. Bye now. archives this week we have a single video playthrough of a game for the NES commented on by Scarlet and I and that game is Astianax. It's an action game for the old NES from Jailco released in 1990. Uh, kind of a weird side-scrolly actiony 
platformery with swordsies, magic sees, boss fightsies. Um, weird game. It's weird. I'm kind of guessing that the story we got is nothing at all like it was supposed to be. And I say that because our hero, Astyanax, doesn't really look in the cutscenes, because there's cutscenes. There's like Ninja Gaiden style cutscenes. Doesn't look at all in the cutscenes like he does in the gameplay. The gameplay is like big, brutish, ogre you know, he's a big dude. Man, you would not mess with this dude. In the cutscenes, he's like, I'm 12 and from Japanese school. I think it's actually something like that. Anyway, what makes this special is Scarlet and I did it. Uh, we commentated on it. Well, let me read you. Let me read you the read here. Return to the age of myths and magic, demons and dragons. Sure, you've traveled some strange terrain in your video game journeys, but wait till you see where a Steanax takes you. In your pursuit of the evil wizard Blackthorn and his captive Princess Rosebud of Remila, Remlia, Remlia, you'll encounter terrors that would frighten the gods themselves. The dreaded Thorn Dog with his heart of stone and face of bone. Monstrous Caesar of the gremlin face and chicken feet. That's what it says. The endless maze of Castle Terrena. Plus winged dragons and metamorphosizing monsters, sorcerer spells, and wicked wizardry in a land that reaches far into the past and the future. It's the stuff the myths are made of. Fantastic flight. Stretching eons beyond any game you've ever experienced. If you'd go to the ends of the earth for the ultimate adventure, Astyanax is your game. Yes, gremlin face and chicken feet. That is a thing. There's a boss in the game. I'm not making that up. You'll have to watch it to find out. Um, it should be noted. I do want a copy of this game. And the label on the cart looks nothing like anything that has to do with the game anywhere. I think there's a man on it with armor and a sword. Other than that, it's, yeah, it don't make no sense. Still, it was a lot of fun. Chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die before the sin. Chocolate rain. The school books say it can't be here again. Chocolate rain. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Chocolate rain. Build a tent and save the world is dry.
Well, friends and neighbors, that's going to do it for today's episode of Ye Oldie Podcast. As you know, you can get a hold of me in a plethora of different ways to ask questions, leave comments, suggestions for reviews, music, whatever. That's cool. I'm into that. I like it. I hope you like it, too. It's new. It's blue. You'll like it, too. I think that was an Irish Spring thing. Anyway, um, thank you. Thank you again. Uh, as usual, you can find a playlist of all the music in today's show over at the website. And be sure, if you go and check it out, you let me know. Do you want access to this 18 gigs of music from the 8-Bit Collective? I don't know. I ain't going to do it. So you got to tell me. Uh, I'll see you all next week. Have a good... Oh! Oh! Story time. I have a story to tell. This is a special story for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. Uh, I mentioned two or three times in the last couple months that I've had some issues with the folks at Warner Music Group saying that you can't use crazy on your podcast. We own that song. And me saying, well, yeah, but it's kind of like a not-for-profit cover. So you guys don't really own it. I mean, you do, but you don't. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I've had this discussion with some of you people before. When it comes to covers and things like this, if you are going to use it to make money and it is not yours, you gotta get permission. Gotta get permission. If you are going to use it to make money, you gotta get permission. There's a fair use clause, whatever, whatever. That's fine. I understand that. That's if you're not going to make money on it. So, anyway. Everybody says, no, nope, you're wrong. You don't know a thing about nothing, Jason. Not like you ever, like, wrote a song, put out an album. What do you know about copyright law? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um... So I, you know, just like, I'm not, I mean, obviously I don't care. Like if they're going to take some of the monetization from the video, that's fine. I really don't care. Not a big deal. I don't do this to pay my bills. Thanks, by the way. Um, but I want, I want it to be like, okay, not yours that I'm using. It's based on yours. Kind of like that rock lobster thing I've got that I use sometimes. Um, obviously, it's the song Rock Lobster, but it's not the B-52s. You're not going to come and listen to that if you want to hear the B-52s do Rock Lobster. You're not going to come listen to this podcast if you want to hear crazy. Anyway, um, disputed it. That episode, episode 27, is gone. It is not on YouTube anymore. It has been taken down, and I have a strike now. If you want to listen to episode 27 to see what's going on, you actually have to go to the website and download it. Sorry, that's what you got to do. Anyway, I'm going to go now. Thank you. Goodbye.